Little Ben Solo looked up at Luke in the late hours of the temple, the fire flickering as the warm glow bounced off their dimly lit faces. But, Master, why did Anakin kill them? If only he hadn't, he never would have fully turned. Luke could see his nephew was distraught at the idea. He idolizes Anakin his entire life, but now that he knew of Anakin's dark deeds at the temple, his face looked puzzled and confused. Why did he do it? What if I was at the temple? Would he have killed me? Was he more powerful than I was? Luke chuckled. <laughs> he was more powerful than all of us, until the guy you're named after got the high ground. Ben looked up. His mouth quivered. So, if he didn't kill them, then he never would have fully turned to the dark side? Meaning he never would have gone to the fire planet and then lost to the high ground? Yeah, yeah I, guess. I guess. Well, it's well, time for Ben. Little Padawans need their sleep, Ben. Master Luke, Master Luke what's inside the locked room? Not this question again, Ben. It's a teleportation device. It transfers your consciousness into any moment and realm, while your physical body stays here. You can move through the galaxy, obtaining knowledge through the echoes in the Force of many different time periods. But you're not allowed to enter it. It's locked with a secret passcode that only I know about. One day, when you're old enough and have passed the trials, I'll show you the ways of the Force. Ben's eyes lit up as he swiftly got up, turned on his heel, and walked away. Good night, Uncle Luke. Luke smirked, remembering what it was like to be a child. Yeah, glad that happened. Ben found his steps moving through the halls faster and faster, checking behind himself to see if Luke was still watching. The coast was clear. He headed for his quarters to grab a small pouch and quickly put it in his pocket, shutting the door loudly, faking it so as to go to the forbidden doors downstairs. The entire temple was asleep. Nothing but the sound of flames emanated from the stone walls. He arrived. The door was enormous, ten times the size he was. Luckily, his father was tall and so was he for his age. Reaching the touchscreen to enter the code, Ben stopped to think, scratching his head. Hmm. He had tried this door maybe a thousand times and never got the code right. He had tried everything, everything, except for, of course, Youngling 66. He punched it in and waited. If he got it wrong, the alarm would sound again and his uncle would surely be displeased. So would the rest of the temple for sounding it so late. The green light illuminated beneath Ben's chin. Access granted. He moved quietly through the door, coming to what looked like a Bacta tank. As he opened it and stepped inside, he put the date to the night of the raid on the Jedi Temple. He couldn't believe he was about to go back to the night where everything changed. Immediately, he felt his spirit leave the physical realm, and all he could see were stars traveling past him faster than he had ever seen before. As if his entire face were melting into the Force itself, it surely was not a pleasant feeling. His stomach churned and he found himself closing his eyes, thinking this is all just in his head and that his body was still back at the temple. But it all felt so real. He was here. Ben was in a spacious round room with chairs and windows surrounding him. It was night. It was empty, cold, and the lights were out. Did I set the time too far ahead? He thought to himself. <laughs> his head spun to his left. Hello? He whispered. Several little heads popped up from behind the chairs. Well, who are you? Said the little boy. It was Sors Bandim, the little youngling, and his friends. I'm Ben Solo. I'm here to stop this from ever happening. The children looked confused. Listen, we don't have much time. In a few moments, a god will walk through those doors, and he's going to kill you. We have to stop him from doing this. It will ruin his destiny, and I will never be able to meet him if he dies on Endor to my stupid uncle. The younglings were perplexed. They had no clue who this future boy was or why he was glowing blue and see-through. 
Listen, Ben said. He's extremely powerful, but if you can distract him, then maybe, just maybe, you can get away, and then he'll never fully turn to the dark side. Look, you, hide behind the door, and I want you to take this pouch when he arrives. Throw the contents inside at him. He'll hate it and be distracted. Then all of you, run for your lives. Kylo knew the clones would kill them. He did not care. He came here for one thing and one thing only. Continuing his sentence, Leave the rest to me. I will speak to my master finally and tell him to avoid the high ground. Source and the others began to cry with happiness as they bowed to Ben and thanked him. He told them to stop and get into position. As the doors opened, Master Skywalker walked in, stopping as he felt a disturbance to his left. But it was too late. The little youngling threw the pouch of sand at his head, screaming in pain, agony, and disbelief. And it can crumple to the ground like a leaf, removing his robes and trying to get the sand out as if he were on fire, looking at the little youngling and screaming. Ben whispered, Now's your chance! Run! Go! But that didn't happen. Soars walked up to Anakin, looking down at him as he tried to get sand out of his flowing, feathered hair. Master Annie, roses are red, violets are blue. I'm Soars Bandine, and this is what I'm going to do to you. Ben shrieks, No, what are you doing, you stupid child? Igniting his lightsaber, he slashes maniacally at Anakin's body, putting the Sith Lord to rest in a million little pieces. He has changed time and destiny as we know it. He could feel himself begin to truly disappear. As he looked at his hands, he was vanishing by the second. The timeline had changed. What had he done? What had he done? Soars grabbed the other younglings and ran to the restricted section of the temple, locking themselves in, where they waited until morning for Obi-Wan and Master Yoda's miraculous return. Master Kenobi! Master Yoda! The two Jedi Masters looked up in tears at the younglings approaching them. Oh, thank the Force, said Obi-Wan. As they told them what had happened, Yoda began to meditate on his thoughts and the new information. Telling Obi-Wan that they must confront the Emperor, together, the two Jedi Masters leave to the Chancellor's office. Master Yoda, Master Kenobi, he says in surprise. Last you have, said Yoda. Your apprentice dead is by my Padawan. A child lost to the sand, he did. Palpatine looked in shock, then away. Anakin, you had one job. Really, sand. Knowing what was about to come, Palpatine ignited his lightsaber and the three ensued in a massive duel. Obi-Wan Sorsu was perfect for deflecting Sidious' attacks just long enough for Yoda to get the finishing strike, putting the Emperor to his knees and impaling him one last time. The war was over. The clones' inhibitor chips would all diffuse at the death of Palpatine and they would scatter throughout the galaxy, living the rest of their lives in freedom. Obi-Wan would help Padme mourn Anakin's loss and move their things to Naboo. When they'd hug goodbye under the starlit sky, Padme thanked him again and walked back inside as Obi-Wan strolled to his ship parked outside her castle. When he heard the door creak open, turning around, he saw Padme with her hand on one side of the door, leaning out, telling him, Obi-Wan, would you like to come in for some milk? Luke and Leia were raised by Obi-Wan, enlisting them into the temple at infancy with Yoda and his new Jedi Council, comprised of Sors Bandim and his crew. The Jedi would instill peace and justice in the galaxy. Until a scruffy nerf herder came across a beautiful Jedi princess on Naboo and had a little boy named Ben. 
who wanted nothing more than to meet his grandfather. Maybe someday he'd figure out how.